The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. In his playing days, he was known as the Igniter. Now, he's here to kickstart your Sunday Twins fix. It's the Paul Molitor Show. You, know, you can hit a mistake a long way. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. There's not a lot of guys who can close on balls like that. It was quite a play. Just a dominant start by him. The Paul Molitor Show is sponsored by Killabrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Now, here are the hosts of the Paul Mahler Show, Chris Atterbury and Jack Morris. Well, good morning and a happy Sunday to you. Glorious day. Got a little bit of fall in the air today as the Twins and the Toronto Blue Jays wrap up a homestand, wrap up their season series, and then a big road trip, long road trip for Paul Molitor and his twins. Jack Morris is here, Paul Molitor in studio. Always great to have everybody in the building and in the room. And first and foremost, guys, it's a gorgeous day out, a great day to be at the ballpark, and welcome to you both. Well, good morning to you. Uh, it's been a great week. The weather, we've had a little bit of early Indian summer here with some mild temperatures. And today, like you said, it's a nice, crisp morning. And, you know, it couldn't be better. I know uh, for me, and I'm sure Jack, you know, kind of rekindles some of the memories of going out there in September and hopefully October and playing some ball in this kind of weather. But it's going to be a lot of fun today. And hopefully we can find a way to salvage this last game, split the series, and have some momentum as we head out east. Yeah, good morning, guys, and I, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, growing up and living here in the north, northern central part of the U.S., uh, our weather is precious to us. And uh, <laughs> the fall, is, for me personally, was just kind of like when baseball means the most, it cools down and invigorates you and it makes you feel even better than those hot, steamy, sticky nights of the summertime. So. Yeah, it was like a breath of fresh air for me. Yeah, almost like a, is it like a second wind almost? Uh, you're playing meaningful games, and you've been through the long grind of it, and, and is it almost like that cooling breeze kind of gives you an extra charge? I, I think so. I, like Jack said, you know, you get a little bit replenished, and you're out there, and you know you're playing games that have consequence. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 no time for weariness, that's for <laughs> sure. You know, you, you meet this thing head on, and everyone's got their aches and pains this time of year, but... They go by the wayside. Adrenaline is a beautiful thing. I, and I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like your team is embracing that. It was on the, the last road trip. We talked to Robbie Grossman after one of, the, one of the ball games, and the game hadn't been over more than five minutes, and it was an exciting you know, late-inning win for your club. And his first comment was, I can't wait to get back here and do it again tomorrow, which is, I guess, what you want to hear. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, these games should take something out of you. And at the end of the day, when you lay your head down at night, you're going to feel like you put in a good day's work and your energy. But you, you wake up, and you can't wait to get going. You know, for me, the best time of the day is that first pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, just you anticipate it the whole day, whether it's a day game, night yeah. game, and you can't wait to get the game started. I'll never forget uh, Sparky Anderson and his crazy, quirky ways <laughs> of trying to communicate to us. He remembered one time we had a meeting in mid-August, a team meeting, and he said, nobody in this room should be not in the lineup, should not be ready to play. He says, the entire league is tired. Everybody's tired. So you've got to throw that out the window and just start playing baseball. And, you know, half of us trying to figure out, well, what did he mean by that? You know, what, what's he really trying to say to us? The bottom line is I think he, he was trying to teach us how to be mentally strong, and that mentally strong this time of year is so important. Do you like what you're seeing, especially from your young guys in that regard, Paul? Because for many of them, their first time experiencing this as major leagues. Well, I, I think that, uh, you know, for the most part, we've, we've handled everything thrown at us fairly well. I, I think there are some guys that in certain moments, maybe they get a little big for them, but not unexpectedly. You do have to go through things as you grow and you learn how to become mentally strong, as Jack said. And, 
and understand that, uh, you know, hey, it's the same game that we were playing in April. There mm-hmm. seems to be a little bit more on the line, but each day you go out there and and uh, try to find a way to win. Right now we know how valuable each and every time we can walk off shaking hands is. And, uh, you know, to finish off this homestand, 4-2, and two, uh, I'll take it. So we'll, hopefully we get a good day and Gibby keeps his role going on and we can, we can pick up the offense a little bit. Yeah, and it's so important, Paul, and I think, you recognize it. Both of us understand it because we we lived it. But uh, especially for young kids to have confidence this time of year, and those wins seem to lift them to a different level that they've never experienced before because they know they're that much closer to maybe their first post. I, I I agree with that totally, Jack. That uh, you know some of these young guys, the the confidence that they have to bring out there, and and you can tell sometimes in. You know, some of our guys are a little bit more prone to the fact that they don't get a hit the first couple of bats. You see them start to grind it a little bit as the game goes on. But it's it's slowing it down. You know, sometimes you might have a rough day going offensively, but you contribute, you make a play, you work a walk, you know, you get that big hit in your fourth at bat, whatever the case might be. It, it does take, you know, your ability to look at each at bat individually and pitcher pitch by pitch it's just you know the game's always been that way now great stuff from paul molitor and jack morris and we've got a whole uh, rest of the show full of that for you as well we'll talk pitching we'll talk hitting today's matchup as we are just getting started with this edition of the paul molitor show glad to have you with us it's brought to you by killer root beer we're back in a moment on your home for twins baseball this is paul molitor you're listening to the alternative channel at 96.3 your home for twins baseball you're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back. It's one of our favorite half hours of the week. I'm Chris Atterbury. Jeff Morris is here in Paul Molitor in studio. It's the Paul Molitor Show. Got you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created, legends are made. Paul, a question about managing this time of year and the overall picture of it, because throughout the course of the year, your job is to win every game. You, you, you fill out your lineup card, you've got your 25 or in September more guys in the dugout. Let's try to win tonight's game. But you have another job, and it's so hard to walk that line, to also cultivate the broader future of an organization in terms of developing guys over the course of a year, even even as we're in the major leagues. Does that change a little bit now in terms of these chances to be in the postseason don't come around every day, and we've got two weeks left, and now does the focus almost become more on today and less on some of the bigger picture things that you're also uh, asked to do? Well, I, I appreciate you clarifying my job description. For me and, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I, it, it there's is, more. There's, there's always a balance. I, I think that throughout the year and, you know, you try to keep uh, your 25 man roster involved with feeling a part of things. And you get down to this time of the year and, and your decisions change about running people out there and, some of the you know conversations you have around the batting cage or you know in the clubhouse, you know you're always trying to plant little seeds and get guys thinking in the right direction, try to build them up the best that you can. And it goes back to our first segment of, of confidence and what you can do to try to instill that into your players. And thankfully, on this year's club, we've had tremendous leadership from within, and I think a lot of that's going on horizontally from player to player. But we try to do what we can as a staff as well. Paul. Uh... I guess as players, we always knew the the handful of guys that as the as the end of the season neared with the hope of postseason, they were the kind of guys that tried to fit in but really didn't want the ball hit towards them. They right. really didn't want to have uh, the be the key at bat in a game. Um, and yet, you're hoping that guys are the complete opposite that they embrace this opportunity. Uh, as a manager, 
do you see that as easily as you do as a as a teammate? You you know you can kind of see the people that uh, kind of relish those moments and maybe more than others, and that's okay because I think you want to try to get all your guys to feel comfortable in those moments. Uh, it, it's uh, it's just part of how it is, Jack. Everyone's yeah. kind of wired a little bit differently, Absolutely. and. Uh, you know, you look for guys to kind of rise up. I, I'm not looking for, you know, guys to try to be the hero every day. You know, it might be your day, your moment to try to go ahead and do something. It doesn't always work out. You know, I mean, the easiest comparison for me is uh, you take a guy like a Michael Jordan in his prime. You know, he always wanted the shot, and he wasn't always going to make it. Yeah, but it, it he wanted to take it. And then he wanted the next game, too. And and uh, that's kind of be your mindset. You should pleasure in those moments and not feel pressure in those moments because, you know, you're. it's a pretty – pretty unique gift to have an opportunity to step up and have a chance to do something to help your team win what was it like in the in the dugout in clubhouse this last week because it's such a rare chance that two guys get a chance in consecutive days and cash in that chance in, in extra innings no less with with eddie and then byron getting their first walk-offs that's that's electric stuff that doesn't happen every day a little bit ironic for me in that we haven't had a ton of walk-offs this year we've played mostly some pretty good baseball throughout the course of the of the schedule, and then we get a chance back-to-back days to have guys hit the ball over the fence and walk us off, which was, you know, just tremendously exciting for our team to do that and have a couple of your young rising stars be the guys to come through for you. Uh, you know, it, it's just been one of those weeks where we had the big blowout game, and now in the last four games, I, I don't know what we scored, what, eight, runs. eight, nine, ten runs, whatever it is, and we've still won a couple of those games thanks to, you know, those big swings from those guys. Uh, but, you know, it, it's probably higher odds than not that we're going to have a lot of these games heading down the stretch where they're going to be nip and tuck, a play here, a bounce there, a good at bat here, um, and, and that's just the way it's going to be. Paul, you played on one of the better offensive teams that I ever had to face uh, in Milwaukee uh, in your heyday there, and uh, did you ever have a team that scored seven home runs in seven innings like the Twins did here this last week? No, that was that was unique. I know that there's been, uh, you know, some teams or games where clubs have hit you know the high number of home runs and i don't even know what the record is for a game for a team but they just kept coming on that particular night and it was fun the you know the fact that we spread them out as far as who contributed castro did have a couple but uh you know it it does show you a little bit that when you're playing with a lead guys have a little bit more freedom when they're at the bat they don't have the pressure um and, you know, I hope they learn from that, that, you know, you should have that same freedom no matter the circumstances. We have to take another break. We'll come back and talk about another uh, crazy thing that happened over the course of the last couple of weeks in Major League Baseball. That's next on your Home for Twins Baseball. This is Chris Atterbury, and you're listening to the Paul Molitor Show on Go 96.3. It's the Paul Molitor Show. It's brought to you by Killaby Root Beer, made in Minnesota. How memories are created, legends are made. And, guys, I know we we spend our time, we have precious little of it, talking about what's going on in your clubhouse and, and on the Diamond, Paul. But can't let it pass. 22 straight games for the Cleveland Indians. It is it's almost un, it is unheard of. And this game is so hard. And it's so hard to, to not have a bad day, a bad bounce, bad luck. Is it even possible to wrap your arms around 22 in a row for you guys? It I mean, is. You played on that Tiger team that that, yeah. that was pretty miraculous. You played on a Brewer yeah. team that got off to a crazy start too. Well, Jack's team was 35 and five. That's a that's a heck of a run. I, I remember because we were trying to chase them, but uh, uh, 
it, it's it's unfathomable for me. I, I would love to experience that. I just want to, <laughs> wow. to go out there and know that you know somehow, some way, you know your team is complete. You got the starting and the bullpen and offense and running and power and they play defense. They they, they have a nice team. I, I I was wondering, you know, they were just a 500 team until about a week before the All Star break, and now they're going to win 100 games. It's it's been a it's been quite a run. You know, you give Francona credit. He's been able to find ways to get the most out of whatever team he's managed, and uh, you know they're they're going to be a tough club for anybody, not only down the stretch but in, in, into October. Yeah, you mentioned our '84 Tiger team. Uh, I don't remember any really long streak. I remember we won 17 in a row to start the season on the road, but we played home games in between there that we lost, so we didn't have that. Our '91 Twins team. 15 in a 15, row, yeah. and uh, when Baltimore beat us to end our streak, you'd think they had just won the World Series. That's how the other team reacted. So I can't imagine uh, what Cleveland's been through, but it's got to be it's got to be just real uh, positive clubhouse right now, knowing that you know they were in the World Series last year and they're playing really well right now. My thought, Paul, as we're talking about this, is. I got to believe there's a little fear in their eyes with the Twins. The Twins are the underdog, and you're going to play them next week. And we don't want to jump ahead, but uh, uh, you've done well against Cleveland. I think they know that. Well, they, uh, you know, we had a lot of good games this year with them. We still yep. have three big ones remaining. They, they played really well in our park. A lot of games came down to the end. I think they end up winning nine out of ten here, or something like that. But we've played well in their ballpark, right. which we're going to have another chance to do. Uh, you know, it, it, I think that their experience last year has helped them. I, I think that there is a little bit of a hangover effect, not so much that guys get complacent and that playing into early November sometimes can take its toll the following year. But they've got it going right now. Uh, you know, the, the only pressure they really have is trying to finish with the best record to give them a chance to host more games at home in the in the postseason. But, yeah, I'm not sure what they think about us. I know that we're going to go in there, and I'm not going to be worried about beating the Indians. I'm worried about winning games, and, and that's going to be a challenging trip for us. Like I said, today will be a big game for us. Um, I think to have some momentum as we head into a tough trip. You know, you go on an 11-day trip at the end of the year, that's that's a handful. So it's uh, it's taking them one at a time. It's easy to try to get ahead of yourself. But we're going to try to slow it down for our guys the best we can and get them ready to play each and every day. Paul, I remember as a player, uh, the press would ask us, and you know, most players try to deny that you're scoreboard watching. You're aware of what's going on around the league and where you need to be. I think it's human nature to sure. be a guy very uh, in tune with uh, what's going on around the league. But Twins find themselves a game ahead of Anaheim right now, and uh, you know every game means a lot. I mean, today Kyle Gibson's going out there hoping he continue a, a very good string of pitching. Yeah, I, I do think that it's hard not to know what's going on, especially for a while there. There's just so many teams involved. Uh, I, I try to stay away from rooting too much because there were a lot of series in the past couple of weeks where I wasn't sure who I even wanted to win, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I haven't looked at other team schedules. I haven't gotten involved with any of that because we all know your your main focus needs to be in your own club. And I wouldn't say we control our own destiny. It's a little different in baseball when you have 15 games as opposed to the Vikings, per se, with two games left in December. If they win, they're in. It, it's 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 going to take some turns here. I, I would love it if it didn't and we just could cruise, but that that's, hasn't been the nature of the wild card chase this year in the American League. 
Kyle Gibson, as Jack mentioned, goes today, and he has strung together five very good starts, a, a renewed aggressiveness with his fastball, makes his breaking stuff even better. And uh, he's pitching with a confidence on the mound that we haven't seen from Kyle in, in a little bit. Well, it's been fun to watch. I, I'm happy for him as a man, as a person, as a player. Um, he's he's risen to the challenge of being a borderline. Do we want to keep him in the rotation, send him down, you know, he's got experience, he's been here long enough, and, and he's put it together. Now, for him to have a, a good finish to this run will be, you know, a very important piece to what we're trying to do and what our final goal is. Uh, but I think all those things you said are true. You know, he knows the message that we've given him time and time again about trusting his stuff and attacking the zone. Uh, he's throwing as hard as he is right now probably as he ever has. You know, he's taken really good care of himself. He's done some new things conditionally with uh, some of the – you know, drills that he's implemented into his routine. And I think he's getting the dividends right now. So, you know, it doesn't guarantee what's going to happen today, but I feel good about our chances. Let's take our last break. Come back with our final segment, Paul Molitor, Jack Morris, the Paul Molitor Show. Your home for Twins Baseball. It's the Paul Mahler Show. It's brought to you by Kilber Root. Your final segment here before we get to the fun part is, uh, Paul said, the best part of the day, first pitch. Kyle Gibson's going to throw it today against a good Toronto Blue Jay team. And Sunday, uh, sometimes the lineup looks a little bit different, but uh, you're running out of Sundays, and I know you've been riding your horses pretty heavy. Joe Biagini, a young right-hander on the mound sure. for the Blue Jays today. What is your lineup uh, going to look like today? What are some of the factors involved in putting it together? Well, uh, first of all, a thought on the uh, the best time of the day, first pitch. I, I would have to say the last pitch is pretty good too, if, if you if you walk off with a win. But uh, you know, I'm, my my thoughts are not to change it up. You know, right now I I kind of like our lineup, especially against right-handed pitching. Uh, it hasn't been clicking here the last couple of days, but I have a lot of confidence in the way that looks. Uh, the one question I'm waiting on today, I texted Jason Castro this morning. You know, he took a couple of good shots last night on foul tips. I think one off the uh, the clavicle and one off the top of the shoulder, and I'm just going to get, you know, make sure that he's good to go today. But if if he's good, there's a good chance it's going to be the same lineup as we ran out there yesterday. Paul, uh, you saw two pretty good pitchers, uh, Blue Jays up on this series right now, two games to one. But you saw Jay Happ pitch well, and he had a really breakout year last year with Toronto, and then. Yesterday, Marco Estrada with the change-up fastball combination really kept the guys off balance. Today, Biagini is kind of in and out of the bullpen. He's going to get a chance to maybe become a starter. Uh, tell us what you think the the game plan should be for your hitters today. Well, uh, you know, we just saw him recently, as we did with Happ and Estrada. Estrada, obviously, last night, the command of those two pitches kept us off balance. We were guessing we had trouble getting good swings. We didn't barrel up many balls the whole night. Uh, Biagini, you know, he, he can run it up there, Jack, probably, you know, 93 to 95, and he can elevate. And we have some guys that really are going to have to focus on staying off that fastball above the belt. Mm-hmm. It's just not conducive. Otherwise, we're going to see the ball in the air a bunch again today. And then he's got a curveball that we're going to make sure that he commands it because his goal is to get you to expand down with that pitch. The combination of elevated velocity and breaking stuff below the zone is what he's going to try to get us to do. Um, our guys up in Toronto, you know, the guys that kept him in the zone had better results. It's kind of an obvious statement, but 
you know, he knows some of our guys that will expand up, expand down, and, and hopefully our guys go into the game with a mindset, I'm going to keep it in the zone, and then, then I'm going to have a chance to do what I can to get a base hit. They've got some guys that can thump over there, and it seems to me when Josh Donaldson gets him going early, everybody becomes a better hitter for the Toronto Blue Jays. And yeah. Josh is a pretty darn tough out. What problems does he pose? What are the biggest well, problems he poses as a hitter? Well, last night was a, a typical, if you have a typical loss to the Blue Jay team in the past handful of years, uh, Donaldson and Bautista had seven hits out of their 11. And those guys in this park, they've been problematic for us. You know, Donaldson, you know, he's got the resume, MVP, and all those type of things. He uh, He's an aggressive guy, and he can hit the ball out of any part of the park. You know, last night he got a first-pitch fastball, his first at bat, and then he got a slider from Moya. Uh, the guy's never seen, and he hits it straightaway center field. You just really got to mix it up with those guys. You can't pitch in patterns because they're going to guess a little bit, and they can do some big damage. I look at Josh Donaldson, and I see a throwback guy, and I don't know why I say that because he's totally this generation in every aspect, but he's a grinder. That's what we describe him at, and he's a good grinder, and I think he's a team-inspiring kind of guy because he wants to win. He shows his emotions on the field, and there's a lot of analytics that don't describe all the different ingredients that he brings. There's no question, Jack. I I think that he does have the modern player look and the haircut and everything else, (laughs) but he plays the game old school. I, I think you know his team has had... You know, maybe a little bit of a disappointment in, in the last month or so. They've kind of gotten out themselves out of the picture. And I think he takes it upon himself to make sure his guys play the play every game out from here on out. And he sets the tone for their team. There's no question about that. Well, let's see if we can't get an old-school win for you and the Twins here today to uh, embark on this road trip uh, with some positive thoughts. Our thanks, as always, to Paul Molitor and Jack Moore. It's great to have them here in studio on the Paul Molitor Show. Inside Twins coming up later today. And then, of course, our pregame lineup card. And the Twins taking on these Toronto Blue Jays. Cal Gibson on the mound. Should be fun. Final day of the homestand right here on your home for Twin Facebook. You have been listening to The Paul Molitor Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.